Looking for your next spot out with family or friends? Whether you're on the east side, downtown, in Fitchburg, or at Hilldale, you're sure to enjoy one of Madison's favorite traditions. Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, Madison's home for craft beer and pub food since 1994. Everybody, huddle up. Live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, this is the Great Dane Huddle on 100.5 ESPN with former Badgers Brad Nortman. And Norman is a fake. Great call and great execution. Not a Hawkeye in sight. And Chris Orr. An excellent play by the freshman out of DeSoto, Texas, Chris Orr. Here's Colin Russo. The Great Dane Huddle right here in Fitchburg, different location today. My name is Colin Russo for ESPN Madison. Joined to my left is Chris Orr and Brad Norman, two former players for the Wisconsin Badgers. We're here. I'm taking over for Alex Strope this week. Got a different feel. We got a lot to talk about today. How, gentlemen, how are you guys doing today? Good? Great. We're, Excellent. We're sitting in the sun. AMC Fitchburg is beautiful today. Excellent weather through and through. And uh, we're sitting right in the sun. We're getting plenty of heat on our backs as we begin the program today on a fine Thursday in the middle of July. So we got plenty to talk about today. One thing I wanted to get to with you two gentlemen, being former pros, obviously, you have you have experience in from the professional level. You know a lot of guys who have played in the NFL. You have from teammates from Wisconsin. I want to get to something because the state of the running backs has been a hot topic in the NFL sphere this past few weeks. And we had Melvin Gordon on, actually, last week from Wilde and Tausch. And uh, I want to get your guys' thoughts on this audio. And Melvin Gordon was asked about the state of the running back position because, well, as we know, Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, two guys who are now going to hold out for training camp because they cannot get a long-term deal settled. They didn't want to sign the franchise tag. They didn't want to necessarily agree to a 10, 12, I think it was 10 million was what the franchise tag number was at. Mm. And Melvin Gordon joined Willie and Tausch, and he was asked about that as, as, as a free agent himself, a guy who's been around the position. This is what he had to say in regard to the state of the running back position in the NFL. You know, at this point in time, we're the ones that's getting filtered out. You know, you we making the same as long snappers and and kickers, and it's just like really, like you know, it's just it's it's, it's sad, man. You got you know, and it really sucks because you got college students making more than guys in the league. And he's talking about college students making more than guys in the league. And Chris, we'll start with you because I feel like you got a, a, a quite a, a, a opinion on this regard. For sure. But uh, I mean, as for what he's saying. These guys aren't getting paid. Mm-hmm. They, they want to reset the value. They want to reset the market. Mm-hmm. And these NFL GMs are not budging. And yeah. is, as for the Packers, too, they're, they have a couple decisions to make, too. Mm-hmm. But in general with the NFL, is this going to be a major problem for the foreseeable future? What are your thoughts on this? I mean, I think so. Like, even if you just go by the numbers, over the past few years, the number one offense in the league, I know many people believe that it's Kansas City, at least for the regular season. Many people believe that it was Kansas City, but – I know a couple of years ago it was the Baltimore Ravens, and why were they the number one offense in the league? Because they had the number one rushing offense in the league. And who are the number one rushers on teams most likely? The running back. That's their number one job. Um, the Indianapolis Colts, there's a statistic that if Jonathan Taylor didn't rush for 100 yards in his first two years as an Indianapolis Colt, they didn't win a game. Mm-hmm. They didn't win a game if he didn't rush for 100 yards. So you tell me about the value of this position to a team, but also, like, People don't understand, like, the running back position has grown so much. Like, they're an extension of the pass game. They're obviously the runners. They're, they're responsible in the pass pro for protecting the quarterback. You know, not it's not only just O-linemen. They're better pass protectors than tight ends. They're better pass protectors than fullbacks. People, people need to understand their value and, and how important they are to teams. But, you know, the other thing, like, they've changed even how 
people scout the linebacker position. Mm. Like, literally, they've changed it because of how good of receivers they are. Now people want their linebackers to run. And what is football doing? It's going in a cycle. You see this year, teams are running the ball so much more. They're just doing it in different ways. Mm. Just because they're not lining up in the eye formation and running lead and power all day with 22 personnel, two backs, two tight ends, just because that's not happening doesn't mean that people aren't running the ball. Play action is involved in every extension of the run. RPO is just play action. It's just play action. That's all it is. It's play action out of the gun. Literally, you need uh, to establish a run game. You need a running back that actually threatens the defense in order for that to work. Yeah. And you're not going to get that if you – people think that these guys aren't subpar running backs. Like, literally, we're talking about the best of the best. We're talking about the elite backs wanting to get paid their value. Aaron Jones is making $12 million a year. How long ago was his deal made? Yeah, a couple years ago. It was, three, it was after 2020, I think. He was signed that four-year, $48 million contract. Yeah. He's making 12 a year, and that exactly. was considered a discount then. And now he's near the top of the league in, in, exactly. in, in which annual is, salary. Which is ridiculous. Mm. Which is ridiculous. Like, think about the importance of Saquon Barkley to the Giants. Think about the importance of Christian McCaffrey to the Panthers. I know when I was in Carolina, he was all we had. He was yeah. literally... Oh, yeah. You were in the locker room, yeah. If Christian had an amazing game, we won the game. If not, we lost. And, and we went 5-12. and 12. And, Bradley, you have a different position on this because you're a specialist. And it's sort of like he's speaking from a linebacker. A linebacker is a position that sort of has a lot of connections with the running back. As a specialist, as a guy who's sort of not in with the offense all the time, is, does, he, does he have a basis to this? Or is the running back becoming sort of like an obsolete position to pay? Is it, is it replaceable, as they say? Uh, what are your thoughts on the whole whole matter with that? Well, first of all, I'll forgive Melvin for the specialist comment. <laughs> like, I will forgive him for that. He has not, asked, even for, talk about he that. Has not asked for he forgiveness. He threw a shot. That was a I will Norman. forgive him for that. That was unnecessary, Melvin. I know what you're trying to say. That's number one. Number two. Number two. Look. I can understand running back's frustration, right? There are very few players on the field that take that kind of beating. Mm-hmm. The problem is that's the same reason why they're being devalued. Because you look at it and you say, okay, if we're an NFL GM and we're looking at a team, I, I totally agree with what you're saying, Chris. Mm-hmm. A, a stout running game mm-hmm. is very important to have. I would love to punish a team. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you can remove the running game, make a team one-dimensional, one they totally lose a lot of components to make really good offenses, right? Yep. Even the Kansas City Chiefs, when we look at it and say, okay, dynamic passing game, best quarterback in the league, um, very creative play calling, it's still set up by the run. And they've had some really good running backs. And now, the, But the problem is you can look at that and say, okay, Pachenko, though, seventh-round draft pick, we got a rookie that can get it done. So the rest of the league looks at it and says, is my dollars invested in a high-value running back? going to be something that's going to pay off in wins and losses throughout the whole year and in the Super Bowl. So I think that's the hard part, right, is you're not only you're not paying just for this year, because we can all agree running back is important and having a stout running game is important for this season. But when you're talking about three, four, five-year deals, a big in, commitment. In, in a big commitment in something that will go down in value, right? I mean, it, even the best running back that takes care of themselves the best, just the, the physicality of it, the demand, they're going to go down in value. And we can see how quickly it happened. Yeah. I feel like Ezekiel Elliott was like the best running back in the league for a number they of years. They ran him into the and ground. Overnight. Overnight, it seems like he lost a yeah. step. So it happens all over the place. And the Cowboys had a good plan, right? They saw that. And these teams, that's why I don't feel bad for the Giants. I don't feel bad for the Raiders. Mm-hmm. If this is your plan, if you look at it and say, this is not the composition of our roster. Mm-hmm. We are not going to give a running back 10, 12, 13 million. Then 
you need to draft a guy in the third round, the fourth round, or fifth round, I think Pollard was, I forget, and have a plan for that, right? The Packers yeah. sort of did that with Aaron Jones. And then one other small comment. And from a player's perspective, I, I'm a big, big believer it is not your job to reset the market. It no. is your job to get you paid. Yes. Yeah. And I believe that mm-hmm. that is what Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley should have done. If, if they looked at it objectively and said, this isn't enough for me personally, God bless you and, and stand to your guns. Mm-hmm. But it is not your job to reset the market. It is not your job to set a contract for anyone else. You need to get paid, and you're putting your body on the line. So if they offered him $10, $12 million with $25 million guaranteed, and you said no to that, Boy, I hope you said no for the right reasons because it's your job to get paid, and and they deserve to be paid. That's Brad Norman. I'm Colin Russo sitting here with Chris Orr as well, two former Badgers at, at Great Dane Pub and Brewery in Fitchburg. Terrific Thursday afternoon as we talk the state of the running back position in the NFL. And, Bradley, I, I liked your point about don't reset the market. Don't feel obligated to change things because the GMs think differently. They don't think like the player here. And, and you're, you're saying, like, the GMs are not going to budge. And, sure. and it seems that the NFL, there is an unwritten agreement between these GMs that they're not going to budge. They're, Dalvin Cook is a free agent. These guys are – Melvin Gordon is a free agent. Mm-hmm. These guys, the GMs are not going to budge. And I don't think the running backs want to budge right now either. So it's a stalemate. It's mm-hmm. a stalemate at the moment. Can I tell you who played the smart? Who's Aaron, that? Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones played Aaron the Jones smart. Aaron Jones played the smart. Signing that four-year, $48 million. You only get a certain window as a running back. Shoot for any NFL True. player, right, Chris? Yeah. Yeah. So your window is short. You need to make sure you maximize it. You need to make sure you stay on a roster. And you need to make sure that you are, are valued on your team and you are valued by getting paid. So he looked at it and said, I'm not going to do better. Look at Le'Veon Bell. When yeah. Le'Veon Bell sat out for the full season, he was a top three back, if not yeah. the best back. And, and he's he the blueprint on what the not same. to do. Mm-hmm. He was never the same. Never the same. Yeah. So you're totally right. These GMs are, 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 are sticking to their guns. And, and Chris, they're, they're the ones who hold the power. And, yeah. and for what Chris, you said, you were talking about these guys are the game breakers. These guys control the tempo of the offense. Mm-hmm. As a rebuttal to that, here's what I will say to you. Let me hear you, bro. Josh Jacobs, a guy who led the league in rushing last mm-hmm. year, he had 300 – he was on a prove-it year. This is when the GMs don't pay him. They're like, all right, prove it to us that you want to get re-signed. Yep. What'd they do? They, they ran him about 300 times. Mm-hmm. He led the league in rushing. They won six games. Mm-hmm. So, sure, he had a terrific year statistically. Mm-hmm. He didn't – his production did not reflect in the team's success. But this is, this is my thing. This is my thing. This is what the NFL is about. Number one, you need an elite quarterback. No matter what, you need an elite quarterback. Yes. No matter no matter what other pieces you have. That's the position on the field everybody that's needs. That's the position on the field everybody needs. My thing is, if you take some of these elite backs off of these teams, they're horrible. If you take Christian McCaffrey off of the 49ers, who are they? They were they don't. That, Christian McCaffrey, I'm not sure if that's fair because Christian they won they made, made it to a Super Bowl without okay. him. Okay. But tell me but tell me yeah, but they also had and people are going to probably people are probably going to think be shocked by this answer. Yeah. They had Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Who's a good, in the stat? He's a legit quarterback. Yeah. He's a legit quarterback. Absolutely. And they have a great coach. Kyle and they Shanahan. have a great coach. That's the other thing that people are forgetting. Like, coaches are important as well. Like, just because you have an elite back and you say, oh, we're going to give him the ball 30 times and you think that that's just going to get you to win, that's not the case. With Kyle Shanahan and then you add an elite runner, you see who they were before an elite runner. They were good. It's like, oh, their run game's good. They can do some great things. But then you put an elite runner on their team. Now they go to the NFC Championship game with a third-string quarterback. Mm-hmm. With literally a third-string quarterback. Literally unheard of. Unheard of. They're in the NFC Championship with a third-string quarterback. And McCaffrey was great. Because they added an elite runner. So 
Brad, go ahead. Can, can I have one small segue to this? Absolutely. They're talking about not getting paid, right? Mm-hmm. We heard that, what, some of the final offers for Jacobs and Barkley were in the range of $10 million, A little over million. 12 I think Barkley 12? was around 12 Okay. That would make him the fourth highest paid player on the team. Fourth. Mm. Okay, that's not nothing. He's not the 15th. And look, we could debate, is he the best player on the team? He's definitely one of the more talented, but in terms of... But he's still top five on the team. They're not disrespecting him by saying, you know what, you deserve to be the 10th. And it's the same thing with the Raiders. He would have been like the sixth. Now, I get it. They're selling jerseys. They're the face of the franchise, all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. But it's not a total disrespect. I'm sorry, but that's still a lot of money. And you're still top five on your team. It's, it's, It's not a total disrespect. My thing is just more so like... This is my thing. I think you deserve to get paid based off your value to that team. I don't think it's that's necessarily fair. about your that's value fair. in the league. So what is my value to your team? That's where it gets tricky. To your organization. Do the Raiders find Josh Jacobs' value that important? I think the Packers did. I think that's why the Packers yes. gave him $48 yeah. million. Dollars and Aaron mm-hmm. Jones was able to coordinate a relatively team-friendly deal that he For was sure. able to get paid with. For He's sure. very important to the Packers. He's very, a vital piece of the mm-hmm. offense. Josh Jacobs, sure, a guy who probably wants fourteen to fifteen million dollars a year, a guy who's good enough to get fourteen or fifteen million dollars a year, but doesn't necessarily translate to the value and production that the the Raiders need in terms of wins. Saquon's on a different different stance. They're a playoff team. They need him. But but my thing with the Raiders specifically, their issue was defense. Yeah. Their issue wasn't offense. They were putting points up. Yeah. They, shoot, they won the games they won, they won because of shootouts. Well, they had a good they had a good offense. Exactly. Yeah. They literally won because of shootouts. And why did they have a good offense? What is Josh McDaniel's philosophy? Run the ball, play action pass. You only have that with a dynamic runner with an elite run game, which Josh Jacobs provided. We're going back to the coast with JT. Chris Ballard need to pay him now. He's another UW alum. He's another <laughs> UW alum. Go for your if own, anybody right? should get paid, <laughs> JT has the best chance. But Literally, that stat of him not rushing for 100 yards and you don't win a game, there's no other val- – there's, yeah. there's, there's literally – there's nobody more valuable to your organization than him. And there's a level of a principle that GMs are trying to prove here. Mm-hmm. They, these players go to them with their agents and they're like, hey, I want $15 million a year for four years and I want two, of the, two and a half, three years of it guaranteed. Those GMs are like, I don't know where you're going to be in a year from now. 300 carries later, like you said, these guys take beatings in the games, perhaps more than anybody else on the team. Yeah. Where are you going to be physically in a year? Ezekiel Elliott is a great example of that. They paid Derrick Henry, and Derrick Henry's still really good. That guy's a bulldozer compared yeah. to everybody else. Yeah. But He's, why do they take those beatings? They take these beatings because they, they're on teams without elite quarterbacks. That's a level of the importance of the running back position to the professional team. As we, we, we'd agree, it's a major problem for these running backs. Yeah. And if it's a CBA issue, they can't touch it until 2030. They yeah. just established this new CBA. Yeah. So uh, in terms of what you actually need to do, you got a lot to worry about in ter- if you're a running back in terms of getting paid. You know, I wonder. I wonder if you know you've got high schoolers, maybe even young college kids, mm-hmm. looking at this that have NFL aspirations and say, mm-hmm. "I'm not going to be a running back. Put me in a slot. I'm going to go play wide receiver. I'm going to go play corner because they're getting and rewarded." What is that going to do to the game of football? It's going to change. What, what, gonna- what will that do to the game of football for high school guys, college guys? Braylon Allen's a guy to bring up. We got more audio from Melvin Gordon as we react to the state of the running back position. But Melvin Gordon also said something interesting about that. He, they asked him, they said, if you were to do it again, if you had a kid that was going to play football, what would you tell him to do? We're going to get into that more next on the Great Dane Huddle in Fitchburg. But before that, 
Here's Alex Strofe to tell you about Condon Droolers. Thanks, Colin. Nice segment, fellas. Sorry I couldn't be there tonight at the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company out in Pittsburgh. But Colin's right. I do have to tell you about my great friends over at Condon Jewelers, the jeweler on the east side, the jeweler on your side, Diamond Jim, the owner of the store, always in the store seven days a week to help you, whether you're looking to take that next step or you're looking to treat yourself. Jewelry, bracelets, earrings, necklaces, rings. They've got the wedding sets if you're... Like I said, looking to take that next step. Maybe you need a watch. Maybe you need to get a birthday gift. Maybe the holidays aren't that far away, believe it or not. Only five months until Christmas for those of you keeping track at home. Whenever you need, Condon Jewelers on the east side of Madison has you covered or online, CondonJeweler.com. That's CondonJeweler.com, singular. Condon Jewelers, the jeweler on the east side, the jeweler on your side. Colin, Chris, and Brad have more from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company right after this. It is the Great Dane Huddle right here on ESPN Madison. Running backs in the NFL not getting paid as we roll on the Great Dane Huddle here in Fitchburg. Colin Russo here joined by former Badgers Chris Orr and Brad Norman. We were talking about last segment about the importance of the running back position, but also the value of that and how the GMs view that value. Mm-hmm. We were talking about with the Melvin Gordon interview that we had last week on Wildey and Tausch. You could catch that on Wisconsin On Demand, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast to listen to the full interview. But Melvin also was asked another thing. He was asked about if you were to do it again, a professional football player this is who has had a successful career in college and at the professional level. They asked him, would you do it again? Would you play running back again? Would this be the route you'd take? And here's what he had to say. Oh, man, I'd play a different position. I, I, you know, if I'm, I'm blessed enough to have a son, don't even ask me to play running back. <laughs> You're not playing. You know, go play baseball or something. Go figure this out. You know, you better chance, stay in school, try to get your education. Do that regardless. But running back is out the question. There's no way. Running back is out of the question Ooh. to go play baseball. Mm. That is a crazy comment to hear from a former and current free agent running back in the National Football League. That just goes to show from a player's perspective at that position, the value he views the whole position at it and the future of the market itself. Bradley, what are your thoughts on that comment? Well, I think when I, I wonder what if, if Melvin was asked that, rewind the clock 15 years ago, would you do the same yeah. thing? I feel like it's a little bit different with a father to a son, and I'm going to get yeah. Chris's opinion on this because he sure. just, he's, uh, you, you had a son, right? No, I have a daughter. You had a daughter? Okay, well, when you Still do, so you're, you're closer to a father than either of us. So, uh, <laughs> um, I feel like there's a protection mechanism that goes for in there, sure. but it goes back to the beating that running backs mm-hmm. take. Why would yeah. you sign your son up for yeah. that to just be willing to be yeah. the, the literally the tackling dummy for, yeah. a guy, for guys like Chris Orr here? And um, <laughs> Chris loves tackling. Yeah, that's, yeah, right. that's right. Love that's it. his food. Yeah. And, Love and I get it. I think it's going to continue to be devalued, yeah. and I don't know what the future looks like. It's always going to be quarterback-centric. If anything, get a ball in his hands yeah. and start throwing it or, yeah. you know, or, or play slot receiver. And it just goes to the narrative of football in general. I, I don't it's, it's never been more popular. It's never mm-hmm. made more money. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's going to be some cataclysmic uh, you know, business bust in the NFL no. or anything like that. However, this is on people's minds. Yeah, I, I just think it's a new age. You know, back in... You know, back in like the 80s, 90s, even early 2000s, that's when the running back was a superstar. Yeah. You know, that's when, you know, people, they traded, <laughs> what the Vikings traded their entire, or the Cowboys traded their entire uh, draft picks for Herschel Walker. Yeah. Um, it's, you're just not in that age anymore. It's a quarterback-driven age now, which is, you know, football goes in cycles, though. I'm, I'm a firm believer in football goes in cycles. I think that before too long, 
it's going to come back around to, man, we need to run the ball because now it's now you're going to get to the point where it's like, oh, we got 210-pound linebackers in there, and they can run, they can fly. Wow, we need to put our 230-pound running back in and run these guys over. Mm-hmm. So football is going to go in cycles. Running back position will get valued again. I just don't see it ever being like the rock star position again. That's just not that's just not where we are anymore. But I do believe that these guys should get paid now. If they're if they're trying to reset the market, the market always goes and flows. Like it, it always happens like that. You take what you can get when you can. You know, you're not even even pass rushers, uh, pass rushers will probably forever be paid just as long as quarterbacks will be paid. But like even even if you take off the ball linebacker, off the ball linebacker, a couple years ago they weren't getting you weren't getting as much as <laughs> as much as you are now. No. And honestly, you were getting less and less backers on rosters because of the league going into a, a pass happy league, I guess. But like, I believe that you know the league goes in cycles. I think that teams will be running the ball more. You're just doing it in different ways. Like a shuffle pass is a run. So here's a jet the, sweep is a run. There's where the argument leads to. We're talking about everybody's talked about the former champions, right? Mm-hmm. You know, where do you get value out of running back mm-hmm. every year? There's 20-something running backs that come into the draft. Ten of them are probably ready to play day one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So these guys will draft these running backs at a low rookie salary, get them for four years, get complete control, get to use them however they want in the offense. Some of them are faster than others. Some of them are dual threats. Some of them are bruisers mm-hmm. between the tackles. Yep. They get them for four years for cheap. They win some games with them. That, it's been the case. That's how it's been. Other than yep. Marshawn Lynch, past 10 years, those yep. leading rushers, you're talking about like Garrett Blunt. Yep. You're talking about James, James White. You're mm-hmm. talking about guys who didn't have high-end contracts. Yep. Sony Michelle's another one. Yep. It, other than Marshawn for the 2013 Seattle Seahawks, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of running backs that completely translated to a Super Bowl-winning team. Yeah. That shows the GMs that, hey, we could replace this. We could move on from these guys sooner than we anticipated and sooner than we thought before. Matt Miller had an interesting tweet last week, NFL draft scout analyst. He said, here's my lifespan, the shelf life of a running back. He said, draft a running back, play a running back. If he's good, tag him for one year, then draft a running back. From a player's perspective, that can't be good to hear. Bradley, your thoughts on that? It hurts to hear because you know what these guys are doing to prepare themselves. You know they're giving Mm -hmm. it all for their team. For sure. And you know, look, they're getting paid very well on their rookie deal, for Mm -hmm. sure. Um, They also are a top whatever 30, 15, 10 best of what they're doing in the whole entire world. So they're getting paid handsomely on a rookie deal and if they get tagged. You would think that that would be rewarded in the long term for a deal. I'm bummed for my fellow, like, I'm not a running back, but for my fellow teammates that are running backs, when you see what they go through, I feel I feel terrible for them. But this is what's beautiful, beautiful about the NFL is a hard salary cap because mm-hmm. you cannot put your dollars elsewhere. It creates parity. You take, you take some dollars to the running back, and it's going to take dollars from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. That's why all these times when guys sign, even quarterbacks, sign a massive deal. Okay, well, I, better, I hope you like running now because yep. you're going to have a worse offensive line yep. and worse wide receivers. Mm-hmm. So that's what makes these debates so beautiful because, look, when you throw that in the equation, like, okay, we can give you Saquon, Saquon Barkley, but we're going to lose an offensive lineman, and we're going to lose a cornerback mm-hmm. then. Then it's like, well, wait a minute. Maybe we should think about this. But back to your point earlier, you said, get me paid. Yes. Get me paid to my value. So then it becomes a team versus me yeah. regard. Obviously, during the season, for those 17, 18 weeks, it's all team, team, team. Mm-hmm. But in the offseason, it becomes me, me, me very fast. Chris, yeah. what are your thoughts on that? I mean... I just think it's growing to the point where you got to be a back like Christian. I think I'd be a back like Christian McCaffrey. You got to be, 
you we have to almost feel comfortable putting you at slot receiver. Yeah. I, I think if you're a back like that, then I think you will get paid because your value goes beyond your value between is the tackles. beyond just running the ball. Your value is beyond just pounding the ball. But at the same time, on the flip side of that, you're not going to be able to show that too much, depending on the scheme that you're playing in. If I, if I'm being completely honest, like we we don't see much of Josh Jacobs as a receiver because that's not what they ask him to do. You know what I mean? So I I, I don't know, but it's a tough spot for the it's the a tough spot. Backs, because what can they do? Yeah. Think about a guy like A.J. Dillon, a guy who's going to have to make a decision next year when he becomes a free agent. Mm-hmm. Aaron Jones, he was lucky to get a second contract, and he got a good one at that. Yeah. He's going to have to make a decision in two years. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's a major problem now that the guys at the top of your mm-hmm. game, Saquon Barkley and Josh mm-hmm. Jacobs, it's happening to them. It's going to happen to everybody else underneath them. It's happening to Dalvin Cook. It's going to happen to other people. It's well, a major problem that we're flushing in the NFL. You know what else is a problem is that you know these conversations are going on, conversations like this. Hey, Saquon. I know you're feeling beat up. Just try to grit your teeth, man. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to get through this game. Mm-hmm. We're going to pound you with the rock. We're going to yep. pad your stats. Yep. And, like, we're going to get you feeling right. But I know, I know yep. you feel – I know you're probably questionable right mm-hmm. now. But, we're, but we need you, man. We yes. need you. It's team. We're all in this together. Yes. And then, sure enough, here comes, comes the NFL offseason. Off hey, man, the, you know. You're too you, beat you, up. Yeah, you're too beat up. You're too beat up. It's yeah. unbelievable how these conversations yeah, happen. For sure. That's the that's the dark side behind the yeah, NFL. People don't know that's that. That's the business side. That's yeah. the business yeah. side of it. And they're going to put you in positions where it benefits them, and then they're going to use that against you in negotiations. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's the truth. I experienced it. Almost everybody I know mm-hmm. experienced it in the NFL. So it's kind of shocking, and it kind of, like, decreases your ability to look at it as just a sport. Wow. It, it is definitely a business. Wow. Yeah. And that you know that Saquon and, and uh, Josh Jacobs had those conversations and felt that way and said, you know what, I'm going to be the team guy. I'm going to do that. Now look yeah. at it. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. I'm so screwed. glad you said that. I'm so glad you said that because – even, even if you watch Josh Jacobs, I want to say throughout this year, I want to say he broke his wrist or hand or, or something to where he could only carry the ball in his right arm. And I want to say that's the game that uh, – I want to say it was against Seattle where he ripped off the game mm-hmm. winner in overtime. And you know that in the locker room, he's getting the game ball. Oh, man, they're talking about all the pain he had to fight through, what he did Best for his league team. What he does. Oh, man, yeah. they're praising oh. him. He's getting, you're getting all this praise all year. Then it's time to sit at the table and now – now, from the outside looking in, I, I'm bet, I bet that the rest of the world views Saquon and, and uh, Josh as like, man, these guys are being selfish. They're being so selfish. Like, you could have just took that 10 mil, man. They probably could have gave you eight in the back end or whatever the case is. And nobody knows about the pain that they had to go through. Like I said before, like, these guys were carrying their teams. And I'm bringing JT back into the conversation. Like, he's carrying – you're carrying these teams. You're carrying these bad teams. Because they 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 aren't even surrounding you with elite positions. Like let's not let's not act like the Colts, the Raiders. Uh, well, I, I like Derek Carr as a quarter <clears throat> as a quarterback. That wasn't yeah. their issue, like we said. They had a good offense for sure. And you're talking about like sure teams are different, schemes are different. Exactly. The players they put around them are different. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, think about it from a general manager's perspective. Just to play devil's advocate. I was going to ask you. Uh, I was going to ask you. Yeah. How do you feel about yeah, he, players? He's on the. He's on the how would, I, side. Yeah. how would I? How would I feel if this were to happen? If I paid, if I was a fan or I was a general manager of a team, and you have to so much financial constriction, especially when you have a franchise quarterback, especially if he, if he hasn't been paid yet either. So it, you're paying these guys absurd amounts of money. The offensive and defensive line are very valued positions that you're mm-hmm. going to have to pay as well because Correct. the line, the, the game's won in the trenches. Everybody mm-hmm. knows that. These receivers and the cornerbacks are the guys that have the highlight plays, that are the elite athletes, and that 
in a passing league, you need, because the disparity amongst a bad receiver and a good receiver is very glaring, you need to pay them. Well, from a running back's perspective, you could, in their eyes, you could replace this. Not to the level sure that Josh Jacobs is. You could still get a 1,000-yard rusher in the draft. We've seen it. We've mm -hmm. seen these rookies. We've seen these second-year guys. Mm -hmm. Guys, third, fourth, fifth-round picks. Aaron Jones was an example of that. Come out of nowhere, and they're elite game-changing backs. How, from a GM's perspective, how could you pay that when you know that there's so much talent, replaceable talent, mm -hmm. right in front of you? My, my question is this, though. I'm, I'm, you know, I keep talking about my boy, man, JT, man. Yeah. They got a rookie quarterback. So now it's the other. Now, now you're on the other side of that. You got a quarterback for cheap. That First you just year, spent so the, that's, yeah, a, that's a number four position. overall pick on. You can't extend JT for three to four years before yeah. you pay him. That's a, that's a conversation for next year. They're going to have to have that. I think they I'm would because saying. of that. Because it's the quarterback. The quarterback restricts you. I, I would say that, and this goes back to each team has their own evaluation mm -hmm. and their own cap situation. For sure. But for a team like the Raiders that just signed Garoppolo mm -hmm. to. A, a pretty a pretty rich deal, yeah. right? And then, obviously, for the Giants that just signed up for uh, Daniel Jones for big money, that is a hard – it's a hard equation to then give more money to the running back. you got a, you got a rookie quarterback like that that you have for a while. Man, a nice running back. That's where the Jordan Love thing is so hard, right? Yeah. Because, mm -hmm. yes, for this year he's on a pretty fair deal, and maybe even next year too. You can have a guy like Aaron Jones, but if he pops – you're going to you need, need to, read, to, you're gonna have to yeah. get rid of Aaron Jones yeah. and get a rookie running back. It's hard yeah. to pay those two positions on the field, but he's Brad Norman. This is Chris Orr. Colin Russo here at the Great Dane Pub and Brewery in Fitchburg. i got to tell you about their brunch. Brunch is back at all Madison area Great Dane mm -hmm. pubs. Every Saturday and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 2.30 p.m., enjoy a robust brunch menu, ranging from the classic Daner's breakfast to the Playa Burrito and everything sweet and savory in between, featuring specialty mimosas, cocktails, and mocktails. It's everything you'd expect from a brunch at the Great Dane. Check it out Saturdays and Sundays at your favorite spot, downtown, Hilldale, Fitchburg, or East Madison. For more information, head to greatdanepub.com slash brunch. Slash brunch, excuse me, greatdanepub.com slash brunch. Pick your pub, and let's do brunch. We're doing Gmail with Alex G, our producer, back at the Everlight Solar ESPN Madison Studios downtown off the Capitol Square. We'll be back after this short break. Rolling on. On this beautiful Thursday in Fitchburg at the Great Dane Pub and Brewery, my name is Colin Russo. Joined to my left, two former Badgers, Chris Orr and Brad Norman. We've been talking about the state of the running backs, what the future holds for NFL running backs in terms of payment, salary, big deals been going on with Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, who are now going to hold out of training mm. camp in favor of a, of a larger contract in the range of 12, 13 million. But for now, Alex G, back at the Alvarez Solar ESPN Madison Studios, take it away with some Gmail. So my job involves quite a few emails. I'm explaining this for everyone who's new, including you, Colin. Uh, I, I get emails, I send emails, and people ask me a lot of questions about ESPN, about what I do, and, and more specifically about what they should do. So they're asking for a little bit of advice. And uh, Colin, we're going to start with you right away. Camion Madison asks, I was listening to Fly Like a G6 last night when I realized nobody ever says getting slizzard anymore when talking about getting drunk. What is your favorite term for getting drunk, Colin? It's an interesting one. Oh, getting drunk. Your favorite one? I mean, because there's a ton of synonyms for it. Like, yeah. blasted, hammered, uh, 
I don't know. What are some other ones? Uh, Get silly. Half in the bag I like. You know that one? Oh, yeah. that's, that's, a good one. that's a fun one. Uh, that's probably my favorite one if I had to choose, yeah. Man, I, got, I guess I'll go with... There's so many to choose from. You're so right. I've always liked uh, the term getting plastered. plastered. There's something about that that just like <laughs> it feels aggressive. <laughs> Not that you That's want. all it's about. Yeah. That's all getting it's about. plastered. Oh man, I'm trying to think of my favorite one. Damn, I like plaster. <laughs> hammered is a, plaster. Hammer's the icon. Hammered, yeah, hammered's yeah. the icon. Hammered that's that's all reliable. That's yeah. easy though. Yeah. Let me go with uh I'm gonna go with faded. Faded, oh, that's a good faded. one too. Very that's smooth. very smooth. That sounds very smooth. It does it's sound casual. Yeah, that sounds yeah. casual. I that's like that. That's like where you're kinda like drunk, but you're trying not to show yeah. that you're drunk. Plastered. Yeah, plastered you're off. You're out. You don't even know where you are if you're plastered. Gee, what else you got? You've got mail. All right, start. we will start with you, Brad, on this one. JJ in Kentucky chimes in. I have a friend with a new college, or he's a new college football star at Kentucky who's blown up on the internet for having six fingers. This seems to be JJ's friend, right? Uh, <laughs> would you rather have six fingers or four fingers? Brad. Oh, wow. I guess it depends where the finger is. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Is, it like, is it like an off the pinky could, or could you, off the thumb? If, if I could do like another thumb on the other side of yeah, the pinky, that'd be I, tough. if I could shoot, that would be unbelievable. Because imagine that. You'd have like, um, like dual a dual sided hand. Yes. Yeah. That would be. How would that even work, though? Your thumb, I don't, I don't know. The, the problem is they, they make things for five fingered. Yeah, you know fingers, yeah. right? Yeah. And you could yeah. probably get away with four again, depending. I wouldn't want to get rid of my thumb. You could that probably get like sure. a special, no, like a phone or like a special steering wheel yeah. for the six-fingered individual. And I'm I guess, sure. I guess you could hide. Not that there's anything you want to hide a, a finger. No, just no, no problems with it. But you can probably hide four fingers better than six. You can six. hide four better than six. six. Give, I, so what would you go four. with? You're gonna I'll go four. You're gonna take four. I'm gonna take four. I'm taking six, man. I'm taking six. As long as I is it functional? Like if yeah, you can use it. Yeah, oh yeah. If it functions, I'm taking six, bro. I agree. With Chris here, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with six. I feel like you, you're very versatile with six oh, yeah. fingers. You know, once you learn, if you get years and years yeah. of practice. Oh yeah. I'm gonna play football. Oh, yeah. I mean, I could do anything. I'll be a tight end or yeah, something. You man. catch everything. Catch <laughs> everything. I'm catching everything. <laughs> You'd be like but a mutant with six Troy, fingers, yeah. bro. Troy Special Gally, gloves. Yeah. He had four fingers. Oh, that's true. And I promise you, it probably made him catch better because it was really? like perfect. It like the, the what tip finger of the ball was he missing? Was it his, his index? His index. So yeah, it was like a little more of a index. pocket. It was like wow, perfect. Wow, you would have thought oh, index would harm his oh, ability. Oh, it was like catch. perfect, bro. Wow. It was like a little glue. more of a pocket. Interesting. Wow. Okay, G. What else you got? You've got mail. All right, Logan in Duluth. Phoenix just broke the record for most consecutive days over 110 degrees with 19 days. Oh. Chris, would you rather be too hot or too cold? This is an interesting one for our Texas guy. Oh. Who now lives in Wisconsin. Ooh wee, ooh wee, ooh wee. All right, all right. Here's my question though. If it's too cold, there's probably snow, huh? Or ice? Yeah, that right? one would one would assume that. One would assume? Okay, then I'm taking too hot. Really? Yeah, I'm taking That's too hot. That snow and the ice is a deal breaker. Deal breaker. Brad, what about you? Man, give me too cold seven times <laughs> That's a week. That's a Wisconsin man right there. I cannot stand being hot. I hate sweating. I hate like the inability to stop sweating. I just like I just hate being hot. I'm so uncomfortable. Give me cold. Give me cozy. Give me layers. I, I hate. It's, it's more of a hate being hot. Than it is love, love being, being cold. cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's interesting. The Texas guy was the one who yeah. wanted to eat, and you're more tolerant of it because that's just what you grew yeah, up right. in. Yep. Two guys, I'm from the East Coast, so I got the cold as well. Give me cold any day what? of the week. You could always warm up, you yes. can never always cool down. Yes. That is a major problem. But you're just going to be inside anyway. If you're We're both going to be inside. 
Bro, when I lived, when <laughs> I, you have to get outside eventually. You got to walk around eventually. When, no? I, when I lived in Jacksonville on a day like today, I'd walk to the mailbox and back. And I'm sweating. You're sweating. Oh, yeah, yeah, that sure. ain't right. For sure. Now, granted, if you, mail, if you walk to the mailbox when it's negative 20. You're shivering. You're, if you're, <laughs> not, getting, you're, not, doing, you're not going to the mailbox. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mel's standing there all winter. Yeah, right. Here's, yeah, right. <laughs> here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. You can always put more clothes on to get warmer. You can yes. only get so naked. You yes. could only get so naked for the heat. Throw yeah. that water As on you, man. Alex G put it, you could only get so naked for the heat. <laughs> Some ice cream, milkshake. Yeah. That's man. still 110 degrees. Your ice cream's going to melt before you <laughs> yeah. even get a naked tendon. But it's still going to be cold. <laughs> it's going to cool you off, brother. G, you got uh, one more for us? You've got mail. All right. So they've, they've discovered that we're probably going to end up with tourism in space. And Cornelius and Texarkana, very excited, very excited about this. And scientists are now researching the consequences of doing the deed in space for future tourism, which has me asking, or has him asking, um, Mile High Club? Chris, how about you? Oh, I definitely join. <laughs> I definitely join. Space? Even hesitate. In space? Oh, I'm definitely doing that. I'm definitely doing that. That's like a, man. You're, that's not even a mile. That's past the mile. Yeah, I was going to say, that's like, like the 30 miles. Change, yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I don't know gotta, how many. You got to come up with some other saying Just for, that. for the milestone? Oh, man. Just for the milestone. Just for the milestone. Well, first of all, I'm not going to space. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was going to say. Have, have like these, I'm not going out there. Have these extreme <laughs> tourism things taught us anything yet? Yeah, I'm not right? going I mean, out there. That's true, yeah. I'm not like, going out there, man. Yeah. I'm not going out there. You won't catch me in space. Plane's good for me. I'm okay with the plane. That's the yeah. highest I'll go. The highest I'll go. I'm plenty happy here on planet Earth. Yeah, for sure. Doing everything I need to do. This. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Keep me, keep me away from uh, space. I'll hang out here at the Great Dane Pub and Brew right? right. with Brad Norman and Chris Orr right here. Gee, do you got one more for us, or is that it? Sure. We always, we always got more. We hundreds, full and hundreds. Yeah, we got. He's in a full inbox. You've I got email from anybody. All right. So we've got Sarah from Flagstaff. What's the best Flag. thing you've ever? Yeah, we're we're an international worst countrywide show here. What's the best thing you've ever snuck into a movie theater? And do you have anything you'd like to sneak into a movie theater? Brad, we'll start with you. Oh, man. I, best thing. I mean, I'm known and it, for, like, refusing to pay concession stand prices. Oh, they're I hope, I hope oh, there's yeah. no movie theater operator. I'm going to be I'm gonna be screened now when I walk through <laughs> and get my ticket. Hat down. But, like, TSA. anything, anything food-wise. Candy, mm -hmm. um, soda, mm -hmm. water, mm -hmm. power bar, anything. Like I will, I will bring a massive sweatshirt. Yep. I'll put it in my pad pocket. Yep. So there's nothing that really uh, comes to mind where it's like, wow, I can't believe I got that in there. But man, I will maximize my like carrying load <laughs> to make sure I'm not, I'm not taking advantage of those prices. Ooh, we. I think the best thing that I've ever snuck into the movies was some McDonald's, man. Me, oh, my brother, and my mom. We got some McDonald's right before we saw a movie. I don't even remember. Oh, it was a James Brown movie, actually. Okay. Get on up. We went to go yeah. watch it. We got some McDonald's before and snuck it in there, man. That was still hot. Yeah, still hot. Oh, still hot. warm. No, I got it right did against you, the stomach, bro. So, yeah, yeah. so you, right you, you, you did hide it. You weren't just carrying it. Oh, no, bag. no, we hid it. We hid okay. it. Yeah, yeah, I'm too paranoid. Just yeah. I'm not that bold. I'm not yeah. that bold. I'm just like you. Yeah. I, every movie I go to, hoodie. Yeah. No matter the temperature, I have a hoodie and believe that pocket is stuffed. Like a kangaroo. Yes. That, that, <laughs> like a kangaroo. I love that. Like a kangaroo. That's interesting. You know, when I go to the movies, I'm not really a concession guy. I don't really have that. I, I'm like a. I'm actually just cooled my water. But back in the day when I was younger, I think the worst. I brought in a box of cereal one time. Ooh. Come on. No bowl. No what milk. Was the brand? No spoon. Yeah, You're the brand. A good question. 
Like, what's a good branding was like, with your hands? Frosted Flakes. I think yeah, oh, Frosted Flakes is Honey Nut Cheerios is a famous one, a favorite oh, of mine. Yeah. But uh, I think it was Lucky Charms. I don't know good what type choice. of day it was, good but choice. it has the marshmallows oh, in there. Yeah. So you're, it's kind of like you're at a movie theater. Now, that's I a good one. I think it was good. Lucky Charms. I don't Epic know. But that's a good choice. Alex G, thank you so much for the Gmail segment. Giving us all Gmail from basically all over the world. People yeah. have been emailing Alex G about his updates about the Mile High Club in space and you name it. But uh, thanks, Alex G. There, as we continue on, Brad Nortman, Chris Orr, Colin Russo live at the Great Dane Pub and Brewery here in Fitchburg on a beautiful Thursday afternoon in July. We'll be back after this short break to close out the show. We'll be talking about some Badger football. <laughs> Closing out here, the Great Dane Huddle at Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company here in Fitchburg on a beautiful Thursday afternoon. My name is Colin Russo, joined here by former Badgers Chris Orr and Brad Nortman. Had a terrific segment last segment, talking with everybody around the globe about whatever the hell was on their mind in terms of <laughs> going to space and this and that. But we had a great co conversation about the running backs and the state of the running back market. Mm -hmm. And we had a terrific interview with Melvin Gordon last week on Wildey and Tausch talking about how the state of the running back market is diminishing, as we've seen with Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs. And this is seemingly going to be a problem for years to come now as all the GMs and the front office members are on the same page in terms of we could get more value out of the draft than we can on a free agency at the running back position. But I want to ask you guys something. In shifting to the college perspective, mm -hmm. you know, obviously the Wisconsin Badgers, Braylon Allen. There's a lot of NFL talent, especially in the Big Ten, at the running back position. Chris, I'll start with you. Is it even something to consider at this point, knowing that the market is so bad for the running backs mm -hmm. that these guys would... I don't know, perhaps stay a year in college when they know they could bank on NIL, they could bank on their name and likeness, they can make in the millions of dollars depending on where you go. Yeah. Is it worth it for them to preserve that sort of rookie year life? Or is it better to get out of there early so you can try to get a second contract? Yeah, yeah. The thought, what you said second, the thought before was leave early, hurry up and get through your rookie deal. And try to get know, Play well and try to get re-signed. But now... We see that that's not working. So I don't know. If I'm in college, if I'm an elite back, I'm one of the top backs in the country. You definitely consider to, it. Yeah, I'm staying. I'm staying back in college. Depending on how much I'm getting from NIL, mm. if we're talking purely like financial, I'm staying back in college. I'm trying to get as much as I can. You know, lead my team to a national championship, which could, you know, do nothing but keep me getting paid. Especially if the team was teams riding my back and riding my legs all the way there. Mm. Nothing but keep getting me paid, and then I get to the league and. What, I got four or five years, depending on where I get drafted, of, you know, some good money. And I'm okay taking the franchise tag at that point. Like, man, I have, I have plenty of money. Uh, well, I have see, plenty of money. There's, the, there's the argument now. Like, we, these guys are getting paid yeah. plenty yeah. of yeah. money. But it's a matter of value and what they bring mm -hmm. to the team. And, Brad, I want to ask you, like, for these college guys, is it even worth considering? Or are we being just foolish in overriding how big this running back problem is? I, I think it's absolutely worth considering. I think that the idea was, look, it, it was the, the equation changed so much with NIL. I mean, these guys were getting paid nothing. They were getting paid what I was getting paid in college, right? <laughs> Which I should not be getting paid what, like, Monty Ball, when I was playing with him, he should be making more than me, right? <laughs> I mean, that just a, is a fact, and that was not happening back then. So, um, but it is happening now. So... <clears throat> Knowing that you can make money, and I don't know what these guys actually make, right? I mean, yeah. mm -hmm. if you're making, if, if you're a guy like Braylon Allen, mm -hmm. are you making half a million dollars? Are you making a million dollars? I don't know. You're, sure. you're, you're making really good money, mm -hmm. and you are no longer guaranteed 
a fruitful living in the mm-hmm. NFL. You're going to get that rookie contract, but after right. that, you just do not know. And just honestly, from an existence standpoint, man, nobody loves you like your college. Nobody, nobody loves, loves like you like college. your college. Yeah, nobody Look at like these guys college. now, right? I mean, um, you got Melvin Gordon, right? I mean, he he went through and did the NFL thing, had a great mm-hmm. career. But man, he's what? back in Wisconsin, yeah. and he's mm-hmm. loved. He's Monty always been loved here. Yeah. Like that too. Yep. They, you, you're back where it's home, and that's, that's where right. the Wisconsin Badgers, especially Big Ten schools, a lot of school pride there. Mm-hmm. You know, other schools like the SEC. These guys can stay, but they got a five-star on their tail. So these other guys got to play, too. There's just a high saturation of players at that position. Mm -hmm. I think it's it's fascinating to see these guys, do they want to get drafted really high? In that case, do they try to preserve their health, their mileage? That's clearly an issue with somebody like Josh Jacobs. Mm -hmm. The older you are, the less they think you could got in your legs. Mm -hmm. And unless you're an elite dual-threat back, Alvin Kamara, Mm -hmm. Austin Eckler's probably going to get paid in some capacity because of his receiving output. And then Christian McCaffrey, too. If you're a bulldozer in between the tackles, I mean, it happened. It worked for Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb, but a lot of these guys, expendable and replaceable is probably the word that's thrown around the front office. And, and if I'm a college running back and I'm coming out, I have to be a, a second-round draft pick or better. Oh, yeah. If I'm third-rounder later, I'm staying. Yeah, I'm, I'm staying. making my money yeah, there's no and point. doing that. So yep. it depends a little bit on where you're Positioning. supposed to be drafted. But, mm-hmm. but you're right. But like that is what you're talking about is the supply, right? This running back supply just keeps getting refilled. Mm-hmm. And because of that, the, the market's thrown off. Now, you know, that's a question. Is that going to change in the near future? Is that going to change years down the line? You know, these guys are getting more and more kind of the taste of the running back is kind of wearing off in terms of a young football player. Is the saturation going to go down? I think it, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think it could change. Are we looking too far ahead of time? Is this not going to happen? I think it could change, man. If all these guys decide to stay in, like like we were saying, majority of the time the top draft pick at the running back position is a guy that's leaving early. If you decide to stay, that means there's less and less backs coming out, which which will force the GM's hand. Now, you might not reset the market every time, but maybe it's a more friendly, uh, uh, contract for the back. You know what I mean? Maybe you're getting 14 mil or 13 mil instead of that 15, 16 that you want. The great day in the huddle in Fitchburg. Brad Norman, Chris Sore, Colin Russo. Thank you guys so much for a great show today. I had a blast. We'll see you next week. Great day in the huddle presented on ESPN Wisconsin.